Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship-building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Good afternoon and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels Live Hospitality Talk Show. Today is Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023. Hope you guys are doing well. Thank you guys so much for joining. I mean, I, I do appreciate that. Um, you know, we get new people coming in all the time and I do appreciate it. So uh, don't think I don't appreciate it because I do. I can't do this show without the people that listen, the people that support you know, all over, and I and I can say this all over the world, right? I can literally say this is a global show, right? So I do appreciate that, and um, like I said, I don't take it lightly that people listen. But anyway, um, I'm Russell Edmond, Russell of Hotels. That's what I go by. You know, sometimes that's I guess that's my alter ego, like I wear a cape and says Russell of Hotels. No, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I do wear, I do have logo shirts that say Russell of Hotels, though, every now and then, and a hat, and a hat. every now and then I do wear those things. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> it's show number 206, right? And um, I'm always, you know, always have to pinch myself to say, man, it's two, it's 206 now. I, you know, sometimes I lose count. Sometimes I, I'm like, do I really need to keep counting these? Yeah, you do, right? Because every every week is a is a new milestone. So why not continue to count it, right? But uh, anyway, uh, let's move on a little bit. This is Russell of Hotels. We're live on. Uh, with, I'm sorry. This is on air with Russell of Hotels. It's live on LinkedIn, live on YouTube. With the replay, will be on the same those two same platforms as well as Twitter and Facebook. So if you're not able to join it live, that's all right because I'm a you know, I'm, 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 what am I doing? I'm copying this right now or I'll, I'll copy and paste this same video and put it on those platforms just for the people that missed it. OK, so don't you know, don't worry about it. And I do welcome um, comments, engagement, conversation, whatever questions if they, if you have questions, I mean, feel free to go ahead and in your little chat box there. Just go ahead and make comments and say, hey, how you doing or or whatever. People tend to make comments. I appreciate it. Now, at the very minimum, I will. Um, what, what do you call it? I'll um, acknowledge those those comments, right? Who they're from and all that kind of stuff. So just feel free to go ahead and make comments if that's what you. If it if it moves you that way, you go ahead and do it, okay? Because I'm all about giving people recognition and um, because, like I said, I, I can't do the show without people that watch it and or people that listen because it's also a podcast. So once it's done. I upload this same video, but just the audio portion onto the podcast platform, which is Spotify, and you can listen to it. But I think I think you can just 
just Google on air with Russell of hotels live show or whatever. And it'll pop up and you can find So you can take me with you. You don't have to necessarily sit here and watch me. You can, you can take me with you if you want to. Hey, I'm at the Moxie right there. So if you see that, you know, if you notice this or it looks familiar, that's the bar at the Moxie hotel, downtown LA brand new hotel just opened up maybe three weeks ago. I'm going to say three weeks ago, right? So I was there last week, spent some time last week there. Uh, definitely a different kind of vibe. It's a cool vibe though. It's a, it's edgy. It's, it's funky, edgy and funky at the same time. Can you, can you be edgy and funky? Well, the, the Moxie does. Okay. I don't know if you could do it. I don't know prior to this, if you could do that, but they definitely do it. Right. So, but no, I, I appreciate the different types of hotels and the different vibes the hotels put out. And, and I'm going to get into this in a minute because it's one of the things I'm going to talk about. But just remember this. Every hotel, just because it's new, doesn't mean it's for you. <laughs> just because, and I just came up with that one, right? I, didn't, I just pulled that one out, okay? I'm not going to tell you where I pulled it out of. But just because it's new does not mean it's for you. <laughs> You're going to see what I mean in a minute, okay? In a couple of minutes, all right? But no, I appreciate, you know, um, I appreciate the Moxie, right? So it's a cool hotel. Like I said, the focal point is the bar in the, in the lobby. They actually have a, is it called a motorcycle with a sidecar? I guess, I guess that's what it's called, right? Yeah. So a motorcycle with a sidecar in the, right in the lobby. Um, they have, you know, space to, to network. And I think that's what they look for space to network for, with people. Um, they have meeting space in the, in the, I guess that's, a, that would be the second. Well, I guess it's up the stairs from where the lobby is. And but the meeting space, meeting space is not traditional. It's not like closed in or whatever. You go up the steps and it's open, right? There's no doors, no partitions that close it off. There's a pinball machine up there. There's couches. There's chairs. There's a boardroom table. I think that sits maybe comfortably. I would say about ten, twelve people, something like that. But the chairs are, you know, the oversized chairs. They're not. They're not like your typical meeting room, boardroom chairs, if you will. Um, there's windows up there. So, you know, that natural light, which we all love that natural light, but the demographics are different, right? The demographics are probably gamers. Okay. Or people, you know, startup people, you know what I mean? Let's just, let's just put it like that. I, I think that's what they go for. Um, the rooms, the guest rooms are, are smaller, less than 300 square feet. I would say probably around 270 square feet, something like that. Uh, which means, what does that mean? When you, when you go in a hotel room and the rooms are smaller, what do you think that means? That means they don't want you in the rooms. <laughs> they want you downstairs, upstairs. If there's a rooftop to rooftop bar, they want you there. Um, they want you in the pool. They want you, um, they want you to experience what the hotel has to offer because the more you experience, the more money you spend. Okay. So that's, what if if anything, if this tells me anything about smaller like hotels with smaller rooms, guest rooms, that means they don't want you in those rooms. The rooms are for sleeping for like that two or three hours you're going to get. OK, go there and sleep or do whatever you do. But then come on back downstairs. OK, because we got Wi-Fi downstairs. All right. We got free Wi-Fi. Come on down. All right. Because, you know, I know to have free Wi-Fi because I've been there and. You know, that was my office of the day last week. So I was there last week and I will definitely check it out again because I, I need to check out another room as well as um, it's a dual property, dual branded property, which means it's one building 
and it has two different hotels inside of it. It has the AC hotel on one side and the Moxie hotel on the other side. Now I don't know what the AC looks like now because I haven't been there yet. Okay. So because it's, and it's, man, when I say funky, I I keep saying funky and it it is funky because when you walk into the Moxie, now I'm I'm speaking of the Moxie round. When I walked up, okay, I'll just give you just paint the scenario. Okay. So I'm walking up and there's a guy outside. I don't know if he's like, He's a directional guy, meaning, you know, he's an arrow, a human arrow kind of thing. Like, you know, just in case you have that look of like bewilderment on your face, like, where am I going? You know, is this the hotel? He, I had that look on my face. He said, hey, can I help you find something? I said, yeah, I'm going to the Moxie. And he says, well, um, you can go through here. You know, and he points to this, 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 he points, he just points. Like, there's a door over there. Like, okay, there's a door over there. That's okay. So I go there. And yeah, there's a door, but it's not like there's a, you know, your typical hotel that has a, it has a window or maybe one of those sliding doors, the automatic door opens. It's a door. When you say a door, it's a door has a handle on it, but there's no window on it. It's, it, it I want to say it, it, um, it blends in with the wall. So if the wall was like a dark gray, the door was dark gray, right? So same color, right? It did have a handle that you can see the handle, but it didn't have a sign over to say Moxie entrance or anything like that. So it was just basically an unassuming door. And thank God it was there, you know, during the day, cause I probably wouldn't have gone in there, but um, I'm sure there's probably lighting, but I didn't go during the day. I mean, I didn't go at night. It was during the day. So I walked in there, you open the door. Like I said, it's just a door you open and boom, front desk is right there to your right. Lobbies to your left, and then around this partition is where the lobby and where the bar is, right? This bar that's right in back of me. So it is the when I say it is the funkiest place, it's funky, but it's got a vibe, right? Funky with a vibe. So it is cool. I, I love the way they did that. And like I said, it ain't for everybody. Um, but you know, for me, you know, I like different hotels. I don't, you know, I don't particularly just like the the regular, you know, run-of-the-mill conservative. Uh, traditional hotel, right? So I want something a little funky and, and vibey too. So in music, you know, music was, was blaring, is cranking. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. So th- this is what I'm talking about. So, um, but yeah, so it was kind of cool, right? So that's like my introduction to the Moxie hotel. So I said, you know what, when I do the show this week, I'm gonna put the Moxie bar in back of me. Although I didn't go to the bar. They have a coffee bar on the other side, opposite, opposite side of this um, regular bar. They have a, coffee bar, coffee restaurant, whatever. And guess what? I got the chai. They have the chai latte. So that's what I got, right? They have oat milk. There you go. So I'm good, right? So, and I asked them, I said, well, is it like, you know, the S, the Starbucks place? They said, well, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's good. You know, I said, was it sweet? You know, I need, I said, I'll just take a chance. And it was actually, it was actually a little better then the S place, right? So it was actually, it was actually all right. So um, I'll be back. Uh, Dylan says, have you tried any food involved with the dual property? No, I have not yet. So when I go back, I will definitely, look. I didn't even look at the menu. That's a good question, Dylan. I, I didn't even look at their menu. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know what they have. So I was just taking it all in. You know, I do things in, in steps because I was only going to be there for maybe a hour, couple hours at the most. And, you know, I was more, I had other things to do. I actually was there working, Dylan. So I actually did have my laptop and everything with me, right? So there's only so much I could do that particular day, but I will definitely go back this week. 
and um and 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 see more and and look at the menu. So yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate that because I do need to see if they have some non meat eats on that menu. Okay, uh, the coffee bar didn't have any non meat eats. Just so you know, their pastries and all that kind of stuff did did have, you know, whatever milk, eggs, whatever. Because I checked, I did check that out because I was in there. So I'll let you know. Hey, did you guys know we're sponsored by the? Level Hotel downtown LA. At, you know what? You can book a book a room there. You get that Russell of Hotels rate. You just type in in the promo code section. You know the code. You go. You got to book direct though, right? Always book direct. I don't care if you stay here or anywhere else. Always book your hotel direct. Go to the website, like for instance, or for an example, stainlevel.com. Use the promo code ROH23. There you go. You get the rate that I'm going to get. Okay, so that's that's good, right? Don't you think so? That's good. So, yeah, so stayinglevel.com. Check that out. And if just in case you've never seen this hotel before, I just had a little video here of, you know, there's no music involved here. I'm sorry. I'll sing. But um, full kitchens, washers and dryers, 700 square feet for a one-bedroom and up. Okay, so most hotels, like I just said about the when I just mentioned the Moxie, most hotels are – you know, 300 to 350 square feet. Most of the hotel rooms, guest rooms, these start out, these are one, two and three bedrooms and they start off at 700 square feet. Okay. They go from 700 square feet for one bedroom to over 18,000 square feet for a, a penthouse suite. What? That's a big gap, right? But anyway, that's a is what it is. So anyway, so um, if you're interested you know, you have any questions at all, you can always reach out to me. Um, just slide into my DMs or message me or uh, carrier pigeon, whatever, however you want to get a hold of me. I'm there. I'm accessible. My website, russellofhotels.com, has my email as well as my phone number there. So you can feel free to, to reach out that way as well. Um, so let's move into it. Let's move into some industry stuff. Industry stuff. I got a bunch of stuff today. Look at all that stuff. How it just lined up. I love that. Don't you guys like that? Let me. I'm gonna show you one more time. Bam. That's what I'm talking about. So hotel openings Q1. You know, I I get information. You know, before the show, before I go on live or whatever, I look at. I say, you know what? Let me just look at some. Let me find some stuff. Google some stuff and see some stuff that I can throw and throw out to people. And um. Q1, meaning quarter one of this year, hotel openings. And I'm always curious, to know, especially like after the pandemic and all that, have we restarted this and that? And, you know, have meetings started? People starting to travel? Yeah. And uh, hotel companies have not stopped, you know, building hotels either. So Marriott, 33 hotels. These are this is Q1. This is just quarter one for the first three months of the year. These are the hotels that have opened. Okay. Um, this does not count the ones that open like right now, like this new Moxie hotel doesn't count that because that's quarter two. Right. So and there's a lot more that's going to happen between now and the end of the year, but this is just Q1. Right. And these are all over the United States. It's not just in one particular area, but I will give you one particular thing. These hotels that have, have opened for the most part are select service hotels. Okay, so like a select service hotel would be like your Marriott Town Place Suites or Holiday Inn Express or Home to Suites by Hilton. That's the type of hotels for the the majority of the hotels that have opened are are those types of hotels. So Marriott has 33 new hotels 
And within 33 room hotels or 33 new hotels, um, that's 3,700 rooms that have, that will be in, you know, nationwide with Marriott Hilton is at 24 new hotels and that's 2,700 rooms additionally. And then IHG, which is, you know, uh, intercontinental hotel group, you know, the old holiday Inn back in the day, uh, these are, let's see, what is it? Oh, six new hotels. And that's about 600 rooms that are open. And of course those are like, um, what are those called? Those are those holiday, holiday and expresses. Okay. So there you go. See, um, you know, I, I give you a little information to go off of cause there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. So if you don't think that, you know, uh, hotels are still being built and maybe you haven't seen them or maybe you see buildings that are going up and you don't know what the heck they are, but uh, a lot of those may be hotels, um, looking for a new job. Okay. <sighs> So, okay, yesterday I was, I did this, I, I do lives every day, right? So if I don't do this show, which is every Tuesday, every Tuesday at one o'clock, okay, is on air with Russell of Hotels. So, but every day, Monday through Friday, I do this daily check-in with Russell of Hotels. And I talk about different things, whatever hits me, I talk about it, right? So yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, I was speaking of, I was speaking to myself, I guess, but, um, it had to do with finding jobs, right? And I get so, I, I think that the system is flawed, okay? I'll, I'll just say that, and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that, is that we we hotel people, we look for jobs like on Indeed.com and HCareers.com. But how many times have you looked at those, you looked at on those, you looked, looked at, you looked on those platforms <laughs> and you saw the same jobs keep repeating themselves? What does that mean? That's the thing that really gets me and, and just kind of chaps my tail. I'm like, why? Yeah, I said that. Um, I said, why do these jobs keep reoccurring? Meaning they're there, they disappear, and then they come back. Because I, I, I looked at it just not too long ago before I came on here, and the same jobs keep coming up. They'll leave, they'll, they'll be posted, they may, they may be there for a couple weeks, they leave, and then they come back. Now, are you telling me that they hire someone and – and they didn't work out that quickly or did they not hire someone and they just took it off and then brought it back on? I, I really don't know. And, you know, unless I talk to someone specifically at these hotels, I guess I will never know. Right. But it's just and it's not just frustrating when I see it because I get the notifications. Right. Um, because people will call me and ask me if they don't look at H careers and all those. I, I'll refer them. I said, hey, did you see the. You know, they may ask me, hey, do you know of any, you know, specifically like sales jobs, GM jobs? Uh, they'll call me and ask me questions about them. I say, well, did you happen to see this on H Careers? Yeah, I did see that. But, you know, that job was, you know, was there like last month. And, you know, and now, you know, people are leery about it. And I'm like, that is a yeah, that's a good observation because I become leery about that, too. Right. So what I say to people because you never know when you're going to be looking for a job, right? But what you should be doing on an on a ongoing basis is networking for a new job, okay? You don't have to put in your head that, oh, I'm going to start networking because I'm going to get me a new job through somebody that I'm networking with. Well, maybe you can. I mean, if, I guess if you put in your head, maybe that'll happen. But like I said, you never know when you're going to be looking for a new job. But you do know that you need to begin to network, right? Especially salespeople. There's no reason why 
salespeople should not be networking on a normal, regular basis. And not just networking in the traditional sense where we're going to, you know, we're meeting people out, you know, we're going to different events and things like that. What about networking via LinkedIn? Okay, because I think that's a great place to network. I get a lot of people uh, I I connect with on LinkedIn, right? They may not all be looking for jobs. Some of them do. Some of them do ask me questions, but you would be amazed at the questions that I get asked on LinkedIn. And it's based from networking, right? They may have connected with me or they may connect with someone else who knows me. And then there's an e-intro, e-introduction or something like that that may occur. And then next thing you know, we're, I'm having a direct conversation with these people. Or maybe they just in-message me and say, hey, I have a question for you and blah, blah, blah. Can you assist me with this, assist me with that? And normally, yeah, I do. I, I do engage and we go from there. Because that's to me, that's what it's all about. Uh, I'm a resource for you know, within this space. And, and yeah, I, I, I take that serious. So yeah, when people do reach out to me, I definitely do reply. Um, but you know, it depends on how deep am I going into this conversation? You know, whatever they want is, you know, it's a question of how deep am I going into this conversation? Because sometimes people want to anytime be leery of this. Okay. When someone, you know, in messages you or whatever, Hey, I like to pick your brain. That's one thing. That's like one of those buzzwords, like pick my brain. There's not much left. What do you mean? What are you trying to pick? What do you want? What do you need? (laughs) I didn't mean like that. that. That was being funny. Right. But because I, you know, I assist people with a lot of different things. It, it can quickly go from conversation to consultation. You understand what I'm saying? Cause it's for, with me, it's a fine line between, a, you know, a, a 10, 15 minute conversation. And then it turns into a 20, 20 minute thing. And then now we're talking something else. Right. Um, so because when they want to pick your brain, that means they're looking at, they want to use your brain to get as much experience out of there as they can for their own benefit. Okay. Well, that's fine. But a lot of times that comes with something else that comes with a consulting fee. Let's just throw it out there. Right. That's what that comes with. Right. But Case in point, just a couple of days ago, well, actually, this has been a couple of weeks ago, um, a young lady reached out to me. She was a, a graduate student, University of Stanford, Stanford, starts with Cardinal. Um, and she's working on a project within the, for the space, right? She's not a hotel person or, but she, you know, I'm not even sure what her degree is in, but the project that she's working on or the, um, the, 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 the product or the solution that she's working on is to help hotels. I, I can't tell you exactly what it is because it's, um, that's it, for her to say, it's not for me. It's, it's I guess they call it, was it property, property, it's somebody else's property, <laughs> intellectual property. Okay. So I can't talk about it. Right. So she trusted me not to talk about it. So I can just at least tell you this is something that the industry needs. Right. So, but she reached out to me on LinkedIn, right? She just directly just emailed me or in messaged me and say, Hey, uh, I, I noticed your profile, this and that you have some good experience. I'm working on this. Is it possible we can have a side conversation? And I said, yeah, I got, you know, 10 minutes and we set up a time and we did like a zoom call and we talked for a couple of minutes and she, you know, told me about what she was doing and she wanted to hear about my experiences and things like that. 
Boom. Conversation's over. Okay. So, um, and then she emailed me a couple of times asking me a couple additional questions, which, you know, which were okay. And I, and I answered them and, and that was it. So, you know, but she found me on LinkedIn. That's, that's what I'm saying. I guess the, um, the story I'm saying is that she found me there. So why, if she can find me there, why can't you find a job there? You know, why can't we rely on the people that we have the context with? So this is what you do. You on LinkedIn, you can type any company in that you want to work for in the space bar. Type in that company name, hotel name, whatever, whatever, whoever's, whoever is uh, connected with that or associated with that company f- pops up. So what if the HR person is there or what if there's the director of sales and marketing is there? You know, we have to be bold enough to reach out to these people and say, hey, I understand you have a position available. I'm interested. Or maybe they don't have a position available yet. I like to be considered for your next available opening. Something like that. Right. I mean, that's what I would do. I would be that bold as to to do that, because the alternative is you go through H careers, you go through the. You know, and I ain't trying to dog out H careers or Indeed, but there are some flaws in, in what's going on. And it may be, uh, maybe it's not H careers. Maybe it's the hotel. Maybe it's a, a combination of both of them. I don't know. But I'm saying that there are some flaws because positions stay open and open and open. And I understand, I know people um, have applied for jobs and they, some people, they tell me they get automatic, automatic, um, uh, what do you call them? Um, refusals or or cancellations like thank you but no thank you kind of thing they get automatic responses basically telling them that they don't fit the qualifications now i understand that there is you know algorithms to everything right i understand that but when it comes to technology technology and find it let me say this technology and hospitality do those go hand in hand? Hospitality is how someone's made to feel, right? Um, how you make someone feel. You can only get that person to person, right? So, and I'm going to go back on my experiences because a lot of this stuff, I always tell people when I talk about things, when I do these shows, when I do this show, when I do do my lives on other platforms or whatever, uh, all the stuff I talk about is based on my experiences. It's not based on what someone told me. It's not based on what I got from a book when I was in school. No, it's based on my experiences. Okay. And my experience when I was, you know, back on property, my last position was director of sales and marketing. Okay. And, you know, I worked for 14 different hotels, just in case you didn't remember. But um, <laughs> I went through every resume to see if, you know, if, if, First of all, if they had experience, okay. Now, if you're using technology to weed out the people based on experience, that's one thing. But if you're looking at it, once you weed those people out, and then you, um, you know, these people have the sales experience, they have, maybe they have several years of whatever director sales experience or whatever it is, then you need to go through those things yourself. The algorithm is not going to help you with that. And giving them a, a test or, or pre-screening exam, what is that going to do? I mean, what did you guys have to do that? That that that's the thing. The question I always ask myself: the people that are in these positions, did they have to go through that? Nine out of ten of them didn't. So why now all of a sudden we're using this pre-screening thing? We're throwing an exam at the end of this. When you apply, then you get a notification. This is what I'm hearing. You get a notification that um, okay, your your application is not completed. Now take this pre-screening exam or something like that in order to get a, a, 
an interview, then you got to take this pre-screening exam. My question is always, why well, one of the people that are, that are holding these positions that are making the final decision, did they have to do that same thing? I'm just, I mean, it's just a question that I always ask myself. It may have nothing to do with anything, but of course I always want to push the envelope and just see, have they taken that exam? I mean, did they get pre-screened? Cause that's how I look at it. It's just, it's just a way to pre-screen and it's a way to think that people are going to find this. What's a good color, a purple unicorn. Is that a rare color? Like a purple unicorn, right? We're looking for this purple unicorn that guess what does not exist the purple uniform, I mean, uni, uniform, unicorn does not exist. So we need to look at these resumes that are coming through. So if I had 50 resumes, guess what? I looked through 50 resumes because that was my job. That was my job to go through and see and make sure I had the right person for the position. Everyone didn't get an interview. No, they didn't. But the ones that, that I felt were qualified were, they did. Right. So if that was 20 people I had to interview, then I had to interview 20 people. Okay, but, you know, I think sometimes we use technology in the hospitality space because we're lazy. We don't want to do it. We just we want to make it easier on us. Yeah, I understand. You know, we do want to make things streamlined, but, you know, make ordering easy. You know, use technology for that. You know, do there's a lot of other things that we can use uh, technology for. And I think people to people, you can't use technology for that. I just don't think so. But, hey, if anybody got comments about that, let me know, because I'm trying to understand this whole thing. But back to what I originally said, networking for a new job. If we start with that, we start networking with people. We go to any event that's happening. We meet people. We exchange cards. We let people know who we are, what we do. Then when there's a position available, then they already have a, you already have a contact. Maybe you have an in. Maybe you can bypass all this crap and send a, 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 a resume directly to the person that's going to be making that decision. Okay, that's how a lot of people get jobs. It's based on who they know uh, or who knows them. Okay, it's not based on uh, let me fill out all this stuff and compete with everybody else that's, that's you know, 20,000 people that are going out to this one position. You know, you have to have an end somehow. And I think the end is the networking factor and people know who you are having that presence, no matter where it is, you have a presence in your community, you know, that your that hospitality community physically, you know, you're there or virtually you have a, you know, you, you have a, 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 you have a presence within that um, like LinkedIn in that space, in that category or that platform, you have to, you have to do it. You have to work it just like, you work, you know, your market at, at the hotel, right? You have to work these things. You, things just don't come, okay? You have to work for all the stuff. So if that's networking on LinkedIn, if that's networking in person, in real life, then that's what you have to do, right? I would rather do that than, than depend on the H careers and the Indeeds of the world. Like I said, I don't know if I mentioned this just today, but three people I've, I've assisted in getting jobs this year, three people. Okay. Because they saw that I was connected to somebody else. And it just so happened that I personally knew these people because, you know, on LinkedIn, I'm connected to a lot of people, 26,000 people, right? Do I know all 26,000? Uh, no, I probably know, you know, a little bit more than half of them, but you know, but I don't know all of them. 
So, but just so happened that the three people that got positions, I knew those three people that I had to, that I um, got them in contact with. So that's how, that's how it worked for those three people. So that's where, like I said, it's all based on my experiences, not based on anyone that told me this is based on my experiences. So start with, you're looking for a new job. You got to do this ahead of time, right? Start network, start networking. That means getting out, you know, uh, and, and find, and, and, and finding people to talk to, finding the right people to talk to. Just like you're looking for clients, you know, there's a right and a wrong client, right? You know, there's a gatekeeper and there's the client, you know, get to that person that's the, that's going to make the decisions, not just someone that's in the way. Okay. But you have to, you have to work it. So any questions about that, just feel free to reach out. Boom. Um, every hotel ain't for everybody. Okay. So getting back to the, um, the, the Moxie hotel that I talked about earlier, when I mean that every hotel ain't for everybody, or just because there's a new hotel doesn't mean you it's for you, right? Doesn't mean you need to stay there. You know, you, we can stay wherever we want. I understand that. But, and I'm going off of the comments that I read. Uh, when I looked at the Moxie, I, you know, I went to, I think, I don't know, Moxie.com or whatever. And I was looking at the some of the comments that were coming in about that particular new hotel, downtown L.A., um, what they were saying about it. And all the rooms are too small. The music is too loud in the lobby. Um, this is not for real business people. I'm like, what? <laughs> I couldn't see me doing business at this hotel. I mean, these are, these are the comments. These are, I'm not making this up. These are the comments that were coming through about this hotel. I mean, there are some other ones that were like, oh, this is great. Uh, uh, I love the music or whatever. But for everything that someone said they liked, there was someone that said, oh, I don't like this. Oh, no, this must be something for somebody younger. That's, and that's another comment, right? Well, yeah, okay. Demographics are gamers, you know, that Gen X, that um, millennial, uh, the, the gamers, people that are working on games or, you know, programmers, coders, um, and, you know, startup companies, small startup companies or whatever. That's basically what I think that that whole demographic is. So it is a younger demographic, right? Someone that doesn't want to spend time in a lot of time in their room. OK, they can sleep off of, you know, two or three hours of you know sleep. You know, they can you know, they only need two or three hours of sleep. So they don't need a big room. They're not in there. They don't need closet space. That was another thing that someone said. Oh, there's no closets in there because in the Moxie and I stayed at the one and there's one in Denver in Cherry Creek. I stayed at that one uh, a couple of years back. And no, they have pegs on the wall. Right. Like little hooks, you know, for your hangers or for your clothes or whatever. It's like maybe like five of them. So don't don't go in there and stay think you're gonna be staying forever. Because guess what? This is this is gamers and people like that, they don't dress what with you know uh, shirts like this or jackets or coats or you know, they're not dressed like that. A lot of stuff they they can fold up. They can care less if it's if it's if it's wrinkled or whatever. Okay, so you look at all that stuff and you say, okay, this is for a different demographic. Okay, it's not maybe it's not for me, maybe it's not for you, maybe it's I don't know, but I like the the thing that I like about it and I'll go back to the vibe. I like the funkiness. I like the um edginess and I I love the vibe. And if they play loud music in there, that's fine. 
Okay, I'm okay with that. It didn't interrupt anything that I was doing. I play loud music at home. I'm just not playing it now because I'm doing this show, right? But normally uh, from the music is upstairs, I'm downstairs, and I can hear it perfectly, right? So it's for me, it's okay. But for most people, you know, my age and older, that's not, that's not how they get down. They don't want that. But, um, but it was just funny just to hear the comments. So I always say just because it's new don't mean it's for you, okay? And every hotel is not for everyone, and speaking of that, know your clients. Like, so I do hotel site selection, right? So that's one of the things that I do. I assist companies and organizations with finding that right hotel for that particular group or their meeting or whatever, right? So you need to know your clients, right? So if I put, like, I'm working with a client now, and if I referred that hotel to them, they would, they, like, what is wrong with you? Why, why would you, that's not us. You know what? Just so you have to know, your client, you have to know what the, the nature of their meeting is, uh, what they hope to accomplish, um, what's, what's, the demogra- what's the demographics of the people that, that even attend that meeting or that conference or that convention. I mean, that, that will tell you right there which hotels, at least the host hotels, that you would need to um, you know, think about showing them, right? So, so, yeah, so know your clients, know your groups, okay, because – Every hotel ain't for everybody. Okay, so just remember that. But I love the Moxie. I'm gonna check out the AC later on this week as well uh, and see exactly where they, you know, where's their head at. You know, what I mean, what's going on with them? What's going on with that brand? But within Marriott, just remember this: within Marriott, there's 30 brands. So if the Moxie brand is not for you, they got the JW, they got the, you know, they got the Ritz. They got the courtyard, they got the residence in, they got the town place, they got the Spring Hill, they got all these different brands for you. Residence in, did I say that? Fairfield in, like Dylan, you know, Dylan's at Fairfield in and Eugene, Oregon. So they have 30 different brands that you can choose from. And I guarantee you, one of those brands is for you. But just because it's new, don't mean it's for you. Okay, so. <laughs> Woo, that was a good one, right? Now I'm off of that. Now let's have some fun. <laughs> uh, these are three things that I always say or I always mention during these this, this show that I do. Be intentional, make decisions, and take action on what's important to you. Number two, be you. And it's hard enough to be you. Don't try to be somebody else. And, be, and number three, be represented because my re- representation matters. It matters to me that... I do this type of show. It matters to me that I share my experiences because I don't know who is coming behind me. Okay. Someone may, that may look like me may say, I don't see a lot of people look like me that, that, that do this stuff that you're doing. Well, my job is to make sure that people that look like me see this. Okay. They see this and they see that, yeah, you can do that. And maybe other people say, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Okay. That's fine too. Um, that's fine. But, but me being represented in this space means the world, okay? Not just to me, but someone that's coming in back of me that may happen to look like me, okay? So that's what I mean by that. So one, be intentional. Two, be you. Three, be represented. You know, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Put yourself out there sometimes. Sometimes you have to be, you have to step out and, and, and be uncomfortable. You know, you, sometimes you get in these uncomfortable situations. This was not always easy for me to be on this show, right? Uh, when I first started, 
you know, several years ago, show number one, show number two, probably up to 10. I was like trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to do. You know, let me feel my way through this thing. And I had somebody, I didn't have to set up anything. I just walked in. It was a turnkey situation. I just walked in and started talking, right? I didn't have to set up. I didn't have to produce. I didn't have to, you know, use all these platforms and, and all this stuff that I use now, but I evolved, right? So I didn't know how to do a podcast, um, I didn't know anything about this roadcaster that I use. I didn't know I needed a new laptop. I didn't know about this microphone that I'm talking into or the headsets or even a gamer chair that's more comfortable than the other darn chairs. So, you know, it's just, <laughs> so just remember we all start somewhere. Okay. We all have to start somewhere and sometimes it can be an uncomfortable situation, but that's Okay. That's okay. We'll get through it, right? And did you notice my office changed, right? The the setting changed. See, I forgot to change it. See, yeah, gosh darn it. Um, no one probably noticed that but me. Okay. But um, anyway, what do I do? These are some of the things that I do. I'm the brand who helps your brand. So I'm a brand show off, right? So, and I'll, I'll tell you exactly what that means. I'll tell you exactly what that means. But hospitality personality, content creator, sales training for general managers, hotel site selection, which I did talk about. Um, so I said, I, I call myself a brand show off. Okay. So a brand show off is okay. So let's just go back to where was I? Did it do? Did it do? Okay. This, this is showing off a brand, okay? So wouldn't I be considered a brand show-off if I'm showing off someone else's brand, right? So this is the Moxie uh, downtown LA, which I've been talking about for the last 30, 40 minutes, right? So this is the, the Venetian, yeah. The um, so, um, so this is, like I said, this is the Moxie Hotel. So this is showing off their brand, right? It's showing off the bar, the focal point of this hotel. So my job is to... Not only do hotel site selection, right, but to elevate someone else's brand, right, someone that maybe they can't do it on their own or maybe they don't have the time to do it on their own. So my job is to do that, is to lift up someone else's brand so basically you see it and you know that it's there. It is kind of like a, a promotion. I'm promoting someone else's brand for them. I promote my own brand as well, but every now and then, other like hotels. And I specifically want to, you know, um, work with hotels to do this hotels or tourism boards and things like that. Okay. Things within the hospitality space. Uh, so this is showing off your brand. So when I say I'm a brand show off, that's exactly what that means. Now, Dylan mentioned the Venetian. When I was in, um, Vegas, a couple of, it's been close to a month now I was doing lives. Okay. I stayed at the Venetian. Okay. And just so happened that when I opened the window, the Venetian sign is right there, right? It's across on the other tower, but you can see it perfectly. So what I did was set up my set up my laptop. So when I did the show or did my live, which is daily, my daily check in, you would see the Venetian in back of me. Right. So that was just a perfect backdrop to show off someone's brand. In that case, it was the Venetian brand. And um and every now and then these hotels, they will reach out and, you know, they will thank me or they, you know, then that's how, that's how a lot of, the, that's like a calling card. Okay. 
that's like a calling card for someone to say, oh, you know what? He can do this for us. You know, Russell of Hotels. Okay, let, let's have him do this. Let's have let's talk to him about maybe promoting our brand. Okay, so that's where it, that's where it starts. Right. So that's why I do some of the things that I do. So uh, but yeah, that Venetian one was a, that was pretty good. Thank you, Dylan, for reminding me about that one. Um, so there you go. Who's your best advocate? You are right. So I'm my best advocate. If I don't, if I'm not excited about the Russell of hotels brand, guess what? No one else will be. People are like who, what, where, how, and when. So you got to be excited about your own brand. So whatever that is, if it's, you know, whatever brand you represent that if you, you need to be excited about that, because if you're not excited about it, who the heck wants to stay there? If you're not excited about your own hotel that you work in, and I'll be shouting, you know, to the treetop from the treetop, like, hey, I work here and this and that. And you need to come on, come check it out. Come stay here. You got clients, you know, they need to stay with us. I mean, whatever that is, you need to show it in that enthusiasm. If you don't have enthusiasm about the brand and it all starts with you. Starts with you. Right. I'm Russell. But I, yeah, my brand is Russell of hotels. Right. It's two different things. You know, you buy me before you're going to buy anything that I do, right? So if you don't like me as a person, as a brand, more than likely you're not going to want to, you know, you don't want to have anything to do with Russell of Hotels for the most part, right? So, so yeah, so just, so just remember that you are the brand who represents another brand, but you need to be your best advocate. You need to put, the, put you know, put things out there, uh, have a presence. Don't just be present, but have a presence, and that's in person, that's through social media, that's, you know, all those different things. What are you doing to stay, uh, to keep your brand relevant? Well, I guess that leads into all this other stuff that I'm about to talk about, right? So I just talked about, you know, you're your best brand advocate. Now, what do you need to do to keep your brand relevant? Well, I'll just let you know some of the things that I do. Uh, how do I increase social media engagement? Because to me, for me, social media is a big thing, is a big piece of my marketing puzzle and how I promote myself as, as well as the brand. OK, consistency. You got to be consistent. You can't do it one time and expect, oh, I'm getting all these results because I posted one time. Oh, my God. Well, how many times did you do it before? Um, I didn't do it at all. I just started doing it. And I did it one time and I didn't get anything. Well, you're not going to get anything at one time. OK, so I've been posting for years and I still haven't reached everybody. And I never will. That's the thing. People think, oh, I'm trying to go viral. What, what does that really mean? Going viral. Going viral for me means, okay, I reached 5,000 people. Okay. 5,000 people that did not, that had nothing to do with me. That meaning um, they, don't, they don't follow me now. I don't follow them. Okay. So that's huge for me, right? Because these are people that didn't follow me anyway. And now all of a sudden I've reached these people. So people think, I guess viral is all uh, subjective or, um, you know, because people think it, viral means, um, or oh, it's got to be like millions of people. You know, well, if you got millions of people, you got to have the potential to meet a million people, millions of people. Um, what are you doing? You're, what are your hashtags? What's the content that you're putting out there? The, the content depends on um, how many people you reach. If of course, if there's something crazy, something nasty or whatever, that's going to reach a lot more people than something that the the masses don't want to see or it's not important to the masses. But if somebody getting shot 
and all this kind of stuff, or there's a fight at the Clipper game. You know what I mean? Of course, that's going to get a whole lot of stuff because that's what they want. They want to push that kind of content out there. But your, you know, stuff like I do or whatever, I may not reach that unless you know I'm is a the I'm in a hotel and the, and the hotel explodes and I'm coming out and I'm videotaping it. Yeah, well maybe that's going to garner a lot more attention. But that's not what that's not that's not the attention that I want. You want the attention from people that possibly can use your services. Okay, so let's keep that all this viral stuff in perspective. Just because it goes viral doesn't mean it's going viral for the people that follow you or that that um that can that will use your services or your product. Okay, so just just remember that. So keep keep all that viral stuff in perspective. Oh, did it go viral? Well, uh, yeah, no, it didn't. But um, yeah, so just keep that in perspective because viral doesn't mean it's reaching the right people. You want to make sure, just like anything, you know, you know, we can cast a wide net on a lot of things, but you know, the um, that that kind of rifle approach is a good thing, right? You, you target marketing, you know, the people that you want, and yes, you can do that on social media, right? I do it all the time, right? So you're reaching the people, you're using platforms that can reach the people that actually will do business with you. That's why when I first started doing this whole social media thing, right, I was putting off uh, LinkedIn for like uh, Instagram and and all these other platforms, right? Well, once you start looking at things, you really start analyzing um, most of the stuff that I get or most of the engagement that I get, most of the business that I come across comes from LinkedIn. It doesn't come from Instagram. But you always still want to have a presence on other social media platforms. If you notice, I have kind of shifted away from Instagram, although I still have a presence there. But I am not putting things out there in hopes to get business from there. Does that make sense? Because the people, and there may be a crossover between Instagram and LinkedIn, but most of the people on LinkedIn are quote-unquote business, you know, they're business-related and they're looking for things like this, right? People on Instagram, um, they, they, of course, you know, they like the, the videos and things like that, but are they going to do business with me? More than likely, no. More than likely, no. Every now and then I get some questions about this or, or that, but I get tons of stuff, tons of engagement on LinkedIn because that's the platform that I need to be, you know, I need to put more eggs. Now, I didn't say put all my eggs in that basket, but most of my eggs need to be put in that LinkedIn basket, okay? Uh, and YouTube, okay? Because YouTube, that's the video, right? YouTube is the largest thing out there. I mean, billions of people look at YouTube, okay? Billions. So, of course, you want to have a presence there, too. So, my presence, for the most part, is on YouTube and LinkedIn, okay? But I do have a presence on the other places, too. So, um, so that's when I say how to increase your social media engagement, hopefully that resonates with some people out there. So first of all, you want to add, you want to be consistent. You want to add value. You want to make sure that you're talking about things that people want to hear, right? Not everyone that follows me on, on LinkedIn are hotel people, 50% hotel people, 50% people that actually will use hotels that will stay in hotels, um, that will have meetings, 
that have questions about hotels, how hotels operate, people that are trying to buy hotels. I get calls from people like that. I refer them to other people, but I get calls, you know, hey, we're thinking about buying a hotel. What do you do you know anything about that? I'm like, absolutely. I sure do. Right. I know who to I know who to get them in touch with. Remember, I'm a resource. So just because that I don't own a hotel does not mean I can't help someone that wants to buy one. Remember that. So, okay, be consistent, add value. Boom, be authentic, be you. Okay, so don't be somebody else, just be you. Like I said, it's hard enough to be me. I ain't trying to be somebody else. Okay, and I'm sure you feel the same way about who you are. So, uh, so those are things on how to increase social media engagement. Now, now that you know that, what are some of the tools you use? Okay, I use to have their presence on Instagram, I do use Reels, which Reels are for people that you're trying to reach people that don't follow you, basically. Shorts and Lives are people that already follow you, right? I'm trying to reach the people that don't follow me. I use social media because I'm trying to reach people that don't follow me. So I do more Reels than anything. Uh, Shorts are for the people that already follow you, and they just want to see, they're just interested in what you're doing for that particular moment or that day, right? Lives the same way. Okay, That's just how it's set up. So just in case you did not know that run. Okay. We're winding down. Let me get a move on here. Um, who's hiring. I always like this. And these are hotels that are, these are hotels. I mean, yeah. Hotels that are hiring in the area, LA, you know, I'm gonna go through these and these are like in the last couple of days. So these are not like two or three weeks old. These are like, three, four days, maybe five days at the most. Okay. And these happen to be on LinkedIn or, I mean, not LinkedIn or, um, they're on Insta dang indeed and H careers. Okay. Which I talked about a little while ago. Well, we had a discussion. I, I didn't talk about it, but, um, per hotel per LA, I always say hotel per law, but hotel per LA, they're looking for a director of marketing. That's in downtown LA. That's a brand new hotel that opened up not even a year ago. I don't believe, uh, they're also looking for a marketing manager. So per hotel per LA DT downtown LA, they're looking for two positions, director of marketing and a marketing manager. The whole, the millennium Biltmore hotel, which is downtown as well. They're looking for a director of group sales. That's one of those positions that keep reoccurring. Uh, Pasea Hotel and Spa. That's in Huntington Beach. They're looking for a director of group sales. The Sinesta Hotel LAX. Now, the Sinesta used to be the um, the Crown Plaza LAX. Okay, just for people that are keeping score. Like, Sinesta LAX, where the heck is that? That's on Century Boulevard. It used to be the Crown Plaza, right next to the Sheraton. Yeah, next to the Sheraton. Between the Sheraton and the the new Hyatt place and Hyatt um, Hyatt house. Just in case you, it's on century Boulevard though. And then the, they're looking for a hotel manager. The Sinesta is looking for a hotel manager and that's near LAX. And then the Adelphia hotel, the Adelphia hotel was formerly the standard hotel, downtown LA. Remember the standard, you know, it set the standard, right? The upside down sign said the standard had a rooftop bar and pool and all that stuff. This is it. They closed that right. You know, at during the pandemic, they closed that hotel. It reopened, rebranded as the Adelphia hotel. They're looking for a general manager. And that was a position that was, I thought was filled before. Then 
came back up. Maybe, you know, maybe he was just there or he or she was just there just for opening. I don't know. But that position is another reoccurring position. So the Adelphia Hotel looking for a general manager, downtown L.A. So, you know, I try to keep up on stuff. Nami eats real quick. You know what? I just got a shipment of mushrooms in. We just bought a whole bunch of mushrooms. I love mushrooms, right? Cremini's and shiitake's and portobello's and 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 king mushrooms and a couple other ones I can't even remember the names of. But I get them from We Market. We W E E E three E's. We. Uh, <laughs> it's the Asian market, right? They deliver to your house. So if you you know if you. you Cause you go to the store and you buy mushrooms. Mushrooms are hella expensive in the stores, but if you get them from we, you get an abundance of them and they're cheap. Okay. So if you want, if you're in LA, LA area and you want mushrooms or you've been trying to get these, those hard, I even got the, the lion's mane mushrooms, lion mane mushrooms. Those are the meatiest mushrooms I've ever had. Oh my God. Meaty lion's mane. Um, so anyway, so if you, if you're looking for mushrooms, Asian market called We, they deliver. Um, so they have, I get a variety of mushrooms there, Asian herbs and spices, all that stuff. I get that as well. Uh, they even have like Mexican food, I mean, Mexican things too. Like they got a lot of peppers that I get from there as well, jalapenos and serranos and all that as well. Um, as you can tell, I, I, I get down. Okay. So, you know, if you didn't know that. And you know what they do? They make, or no, they don't make, but. They only carry these in, 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 in China, I believe. Cucumber Lay's potato chips. Have you ever had those before? If you ever had a cucumber and you know that, 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 that kind of when you eat a cucumber and you kind of feel that, you know, that kind of that feeling you get when you eat a cucumber, like a refreshing kind of thing. Try, try the potato chip. They're Lay's potato chips, but they're cucumber flavored, right? They're only available and I seen them in China. Okay, so they're only available there. When I mean those things are good, oh my gosh, you got to try them. You'll be like blown away on the flavor of these potato chips. They taste just like cucumbers. You will be blown away. Okay, and we you can get them from we. Okay, that's why that's why I said that. Dylan says they have grilled squid lays too. I never had that, but I don't want to eat that. I don't eat meat, uh, Dylan. Come on now. Why are you throwing that out there? <laughs> so people that eat meat or seafood, they have grilled squid lays too. But I'm speaking of the cucumber lays. Tastes just like cucumber. I'm telling you, you wouldn't be, you won't be disappointed. Oh my goodness. Woo. So anyway, um, what else? I'm winding down here. Three peas. Three peas. I always end the show with three peas. What are those three peas? They're purpose, passion, and perseverance. Purpose, know why you do what you do. As I think it's kind of uh, well, quite evident why I do what I do, right? Uh, I like to talk. I like to talk about brands. I like to, you know, have people on and talk about, you know, brands, their brand, and um, basically how I can help the industry. I, I want to be a resource to the industry for people within the industry. So that's what I'm here to do, right? So that's my purpose. Passion, either you have it or you don't. If you don't have passion for whatever you're doing, do something else. Find something else to do. And number three, perseverance. 
Be consistent. Continue to evolve. Don't give up and swerve when you need to. Swerving on on air with Russell Off Hotels, we swerve. We don't pivot. We swerve around the crap. We see the crap in the horizon and we go around it. Okay. We don't wait to be in the crap and like, oh, my God, I had to pivot now. No. We've already planned that things happen all the time. Life happens, right? Well, if if life happens here, let's go left. If life happens there, let's go right. Let's go around it. Let's swerve. Okay. So anyway, and um, before I end the show, I want to thank last week's guest, Miss Veronica Rivera with San Diego Tourism Authority. I appreciate her coming on. Um, She was great. If you have not seen that episode, please either listen to it on the podcast or go back on LinkedIn or YouTube and find it. And it's just last week, right? It's seven days ago. Uh, I thought it was fire. I thought she had some great things to say and, you know, how shy she used to be. She's a, she's, you know, she's a a sales director now, right. With, with um, San Diego tourism. So their job is to bring tourism into San Diego. Okay. She's the face of that brand. Either she didn't set out to be the face, but she is. Okay. And we talked about that last week and she talked about her, Involvement in social media and, you know, and how she didn't do it before and how it's part of what she does. She doesn't flood social media like I do, but she's very strategic about what she posts. And I think that's great. Right. So she has a presence. Okay, so for people that, you know, want to see, they don't just want to hear me talk. Listen to what she has to say about it. Okay, I think it would be great, especially for the people that are coming behind us, you know what I mean? Oh, sorry about that. Didn't mean to do that. So, but anyway, I think that's it. So you guys have a great day. Thank you so much, Dylan, for your comments. I do appreciate your, your assistance with certain things, you know, to get, get my mind going, but, um, no, I never tried the grilled squid, the grilled squid lays, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's fire too, but definitely if you ever see uh cucumber lays, you need to try it, okay? I'm telling you. So um, one last thing. The um, stayinglevel.com, the Level Hotel, downtown L.A., promo code ROH23. If you need to stay somewhere, you got to stay somewhere. If you come to L.A., you got to stay somewhere. If you're going to be downtown, you might as well stay at the Level Hotel, all right? So once again, if you want to get a hold of me, follow me on LinkedIn, IG and YouTube, Russell of Hotels or or Russell Edmond, E-D-M-O-N-D. My um, website is russellofhotels.com or you can slide into my DMs like everybody else does. So until next week, you guys have a great day. Thank you again for joining. Appreciate you. Peace. Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success. Rather, become a person of great value.